0: Hello, it's Christine here with the Express to Impress podcast. Before we get started, I would like to wish you all a very happy new year. I hope you reach many of your goals and have good health this year. I've missed producing episodes for the podcast and want to share a bit of an explanation with you. Last summer, right before my child entered daycare, his pediatrician warned me that he would have 10 to 12 illnesses lasting a week or more in the first year at daycare. 10 to 12 illnesses, I know. It seemed implausible, but alas, it is happening, and I'm missing so much work. In fact, we're recovering from COVID right now. But the show is back, and I want to thank you for your patience and for tuning in again. And I look forward to many more podcast episodes and hopefully a healthier 2023. All right. This week, I am excited to share a conversation I had in December with Kara Leopold, an English teacher and founder of Leo Listening, who is known as the listening expert. I really enjoyed chatting with her and learned so much during our call. We covered a lot of topics, so this will be the first of two episodes with our conversation. The main theme of our conversation was building great listening skills in another language. In this first episode, we talk about how to improve your listening skills through watching movies in your target language, learning to listen for linking and reductions, and what to do when you don't understand your colleagues in meetings. All right, let's get started.
1: Welcome, Cara, to the Express to Impress podcast. Very happy to have you today.
2: Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So I have been learning about you and your work and I have heard you referred to as the listening expert. So I would love to hear you introduce yourself to the listeners.
2: Yeah, so I'm Cara and I run a website called Leo Listening and it's helping professionals chat to their fast-talking English-speaking colleagues over coffee thanks to films. So, you know, I help people improve their English listening skills through movies movies can be hard to understand and we'd all love to understand both movies and real people without the subtitles so that's kind of the idea behind that so those are the things I talk about what else is relevant maybe I live in France so it's been important to me as someone living in France long term to really understand what people are saying to me, obviously, not just on a superficial level, but on a very, very highly detailed, as in, I understand 99% of what they're saying. So that's really helped me as well to get fluent in French is observing what people say, understanding them, and then copying them.
1: Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you for your introduction. Very important and interesting work. (coughs) And I'm excited to see where our conversation goes. So I, I work with a lot of English language learners a lot of them are working in English but always working to improve their English skills
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: a lot of people come to me wanting work on their speaking skills and you really focus on listening skills so can you share with the listeners why English listening skills are so important?
2: Yeah sure it's a little bit connected to what I mentioned in my introduction So. I mean, listening skills are the foundation for learning your native language, no matter what it is. So that's the skill that we start off developing. We have a silent period before we start talking. Apparently, we even start doing a bit of listening when we're in the womb. There's evidence to suggest that we're already tuning into our the language that surrounds us uh, from the womb. So we really, oh, we really start listening <laughs> very young. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Yeah and in fact apparently in communication we spend 45% of our time listening so that's higher than any other skill so people might think well i spend most of my time speaking but it's it's listening is actually the skill that that dominates so by that logic the foundation for also learning future languages should be listening i mean we should really start off surrounding ourselves with input In the language that we want to learn including spoken input and that will help us to get attuned to the sounds of a new language to pronounce it better and to like i said in the beginning you know here in france what's helped me is being able to understand what others are saying noticing what they're saying that's a big part of language learning and then reproducing it so noticing the expressions that people keep using and then when you use them you sound more authentic in the language because you're using what the people around you actually say as opposed to what you read in a book or what you got out of a list of 100 idioms or whatever it is.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. You said that so eloquently and I I try to express that to many of my clients too. I'll say I can teach you words and phrases and idioms but the most important language for you to learn is the language being used in your environment. Mm. What are your colleagues saying write down those phrases, listen carefully, and use those. Even if it sounds strange to you, that's the language that people will recognize and and will feel connected with you. But yeah, I love how you said that.
2: Oh, thank you. No, but yeah, people people appreciate you using the language that they use, that kind of mirroring of them. Mm -hmm. That's also, you know, good communication is also about kind of Yeah, I mean, I said copying, but really you're just taking what's familiar. And when people hear that, they'll appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. And to me, it feels like it takes some of the pressure off of language learning as how I had envisioned it, you know, many years ago, where I needed to learn the grammar and the structure and be Mm. able to translate in my mind. And I, I really struggled in the classroom because I thought that was how I had to learn the language. But for me, when I I studied abroad in Mexico, and I just started repeating what my host mom was saying, and one day she laughed and said, you would learn so much more just staying here with me than going to school, because you learn Mm. really quick in the home and just repeating what you're hearing. So for me, it was especially helpful to learn through listening and repeating and not getting so caught up on like the structure of what I was saying. But, yeah, you know, it, I knew what I was saying in general, mm. not necessarily the the specifics of constructing that sentence, but that was exciting and felt like I was making progress.
2: Oh, yeah. You knew the meaning. That's the important mm-hmm. thing because you were getting that directly in context. So you don't need to translate it. But, yeah, there's the sort of thing where, like, we kind of learn to believe that it needs to be really effortful, like word mm. by word translation, very hard and cognitively demanding. And that's not actually how a language learning. Works, but I suppose we sort of school teaches us to believe that and to do that, even though we don't, it's not natural.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. So, wanted to talk about some common issues that I've observed and get your input mm. on, on some of these. So, sometimes my clients will come to me, they've worked really hard to land a job in their target language, they succeed, they feel on top of the world, and then they don't understand a lot of what's being said in meetings. So how would you recommend the person improve their listening skills quickly? (laughs) Like they feel like they're an (laughs) imposter, they're in these meetings, they're like, am I going to lose my job? What would you recommend?
2: Yeah, that's a pretty stressful situation. I mean, I would say improving your listening skills is... Like any sort of language learning, it's more of a long term endeavor. But for that kind of situation where there's a real concrete, you know, work scenario to deal with, you're probably better off for a very short term result using some other communication strategies or compensatory strategies. So that, that could look like intervening when you don't understand someone. So asking them to repeat things or better, probably asking them to paraphrase things or saying, okay, so let me check that I got this right. So this is going to sound good in a work context, as in I'm worried about getting things right because I'm a conscientious person. So I'm asking you to reformulate what you said. So all these kinds of strategies are probably going to be better in the short term. And also just simply reminding your colleagues if the majority of them are from the US and their first language is English and perhaps they don't speak a second one and, and they're perhaps not very aware that you might be struggling, just gently reminding them that it is harder for you to follow, even if your English is very good, it's still a bit tricky. So just reminding them to slow down or to clarify points, and yeah, just using those kinds of strategies, I think, is going to be better in the in the short term. I mean, there are more specific things you can do to work on your your English listening skills, but I would say for that very sort of urgent that needs an urgent fix. So in that case, Uh it's more about sort of negotiating with your colleagues and putting part of the onus, part of the responsibility on them, because it's Uh not all your problem to resolve, because clear communication in the workplace is obviously a shared responsibility. And you know, people get it wrong, people get it wrong in their native languages as well. They're not clear, they don't communicate the right way at the right time, etc. So it's all it's all something we're all learning all the time, no matter what our our first language background is.
1: Absolutely. I'm so glad you mentioned speaking up when you don't understand someone. I think it's a a vital skill. It's it's required when Mm. you need to be resilient and you need to make it in this tough environment and you need to advocate for yourself. And I know many of my clients struggle with that. They feel shame. They feel like I've got the job. They think I have good enough English. And I don't understand what's going on here, but I, I've tried to explain that it is a part of every language learner's journey. There's nothing wrong with you. And if you got the job, then they do believe you have the English skills mm. to, to do the job. And they don't think you need to have perfect English to do the job. But there's going to be a lot of on-the-job learning, and you'll get you'll progress faster if you speak up. But that's hard when you just meet someone and you tell them you need them to slow down. You need to them to accommodate you. That takes courage and it's uncomfortable. But in the long run, people will succeed if they do that.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: That brings us to the end of the first episode about developing your listening skills in another language. I invite you to tune in to the next episode to hear the rest of my conversation with Kara. We'll talk about how to get used to different accents and speaking speeds, how to motivate yourself to learn a language for work or school, even if you don't want to, what to do if your language learning has stalled, bad habits language learners pick up when learning their target language in a traditional classroom setting, and more about Kara's movie club. Before I wrap up, I want to remind you that you can subscribe to receive notifications whenever I release a new episode. You can subscribe anywhere you download podcasts like Apple, or you can tune in and read the episode transcripts on my website, express-to-impress.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Express to Impress podcast. If you found this episode useful, please remember to share it with a friend. See you next time. Bye.